It's the Nice Guys Podcast. Coming at you with a little daytime edition. There's some daytime Emmy edition. There's some glare in the back of the video. That might that might throw the viewers off. I there's 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 nothing I can do about it though. Yeah, block it, block it. We're wearing daytime sweatpants and I'm blocking the sun. <laughs> yeah. We're we're all comforted out. I got the big I'm I'm representing my uh my two alma maters today. Uh Harvard and Penn and Harvard. A lot of people don't know this, but I actually graduated from both both Penn and Harvard. I also I also went to Yale, but that's uh, that's for another. I I couldn't fit them in. Uh, you don't have a Yale necklace, obviously. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I I do. I forgot it at home, but um, oh. of course. Uh, wait, aren't you home? We. <laughs> that good point. Good point. This is now my home. Um, we are gonna get to you with a little football action this week, as usual. We are ready. We've had ample time to prepare. We've got the stats for you. We've got the picks for you, as usual, as you've come to expect from the Nice Guys podcast. Uh, we're going to talk some WVU, which we did not last week uh, since they were off. We haven't really talked about the Eastern Kentucky game, but, you know, we'll get to it. We'll preview Oklahoma State. We're going to overreact a little bit to uh, week two action. Uh, and we are going to preview uh, the week three action, which, spoiler alert, a little more exciting, I think, than, uh, than a super week exciting weekend. Super exciting weekend in the NFL. I'm really excited. Uh, so we're going to get it started with some takeaways from week two. Uh, both of us have a couple up the sleeve, things that we uh, noticed and stuck out to us. Noah, do you want to get us started with one of your week two takeaways? I think the one that everybody will be expecting is the Nice Guys podcast itself was good betting, but I had my own little side bet, a uh, little parlay action, and it all came down to Monday night. I woke up Monday morning. What did I, I sent you a text. The first thing I wake up, trending on twitter it was the saints it was the saints uh spread that that was trending on twitter i texted christian i was like i lost yeah the second second everybody starts betting the bet that you know you need to win you lost you instantly lost and it shows because that pass interference was bullshit that was vegas calling the refs vegas was like hey hey it's me vegas you need to call a pass interference right here, turn off the game. Basically, I knew I knew the bet wasn't going to happen to win 210. Disappointing day for me. Uh, so, rule number one, don't bet the bet everybody's betting. Well, but you didn't know that at the time. Well, first of all, what, what are you talking about? Explain it to the listeners. I, so, I, I, I had bet five different games, and I was – uh, 4-0, basically, heading into Monday. Saints, uh, come. they were losing by, what was seven or something, like seven or eight. And it came down, uh, they had, you know, got – it was third down or something like that. Whatever, threw a deep pass and pass interference on the other side of the ball, they lost the game. And you lost big money. I lost big money, yeah. So, how is – 
So what's your takeaway from that? Yeah, don't bet games that everybody's betting. That's my takeaway. That is a good point. Yeah, uh, we'll add that to the betting. Learn, I didn't learn my lesson. Right. Yeah, you got to stick to the betting Bible. Yeah. Wink, wink. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, uh, you texted me. The, what you texted me was, I can't believe it's all going to come down to the Saints. Yeah. Uh, at your, your massive parlay. And I said, well, you know what that means. Yeah. Every fucking time, you know exactly what that means. You know what that means. Uh, like, you have to say you know what that means. If the first thing you do is when you wake up and say, I can't believe it's going to come down to this. And I knew the whole day that I wasn't going to win. I literally was telling everybody I wasn't going to win. I was like, you don't need to worry about this. I'm not going to win this. And then I didn't win it. You ex- if you expect nothing, if you get something, you'll be surprised. It's a good point. But usually you won't. I mean, you, you, yeah. you know what's going to happen. Philosophy. In your gut. Yeah, philosophy. Uh, my takeaway uh, from week two, 49ers are done. Uh, I, it's everybody – this is what everybody's been talking about, the number of injuries in the league, the 49ers specifically. I'm sure you've seen the list. Uh, I hadn't seen – I hadn't seen the full list. I mean, it's literally it's – like, it's like 20 guys that are injured in one way uh, or another. Uh, they're down eight starters for the game against the Giants. And no, have you looked at the full list? I, 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 it's bad. I've, I've got the, I've got the notable names, uh, picked them out. So two of the absolute worst ones are obviously, uh, Solomon Thomas and Nick Bosa, their D line is done for the year. Dunzo gone. Uh, after that, it doesn't get much better. Uh, Tevin Coleman, Jimmy G, George Kittle, Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel, and Richard Sherman. That's not a list of guys I can name that are on the 49ers off the top of my head. That's a list. That's a list of guys that are probably going to be out through week four, at least some of them are projected longer than that. The thing is with that, those are the guys that – the only guys you can name. Right. <laughs> um, that's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. That, I mean, that's their whole offense and then the three uh, biggest defensive players, obviously. Uh, I don't know if you heard about this one or not. This one made me almost cry a little bit. I did not know about this until I looked it up. Tavon Austin, done for the year. I had literally no idea about this. Why is he done for the year? Knee. It's a knee. When did he get hurt? I have no fucking clue. Did he even play? Was that? I didn't even know he played. I don't know what happened. I didn't want to look into it because it was so depressing, and I didn't want to twist the knife uh, anymore. That's so sad. I was so excited. Maybe Kevin Knight gets any some touches. Maybe you. Well, you told me that Tavon was on the 49ers, and I had no idea. And I got so excited that Tavon was going to be on a competitive team. And ouch. Well, you say they're going to be a competitive team. Second well, year syndrome. Come on. Well, now, well, now we know that they're not. Um, we always knew. Uh, I mean, some of the, you know, some of the injuries, guys are going to come back, but you have to factor in that maybe a fourth to a half of those guys are going to re-injure. So by the end of the season, the 49ers are going to be depleted, and especially with that defense, man, they're done. NFC West. 
Seahawks and Rams. That's that's the race. Uh, Niners are. So that's a good takeaway. Niners are done. I mean, that's just facts. Sorry, sorry, sorry Sorry to our San Francisco listeners. Sorry, sorry. sorry. Uh, What's your next one? Uh, After a fantastic rookie season, injured first game, Miles Sanders is back and he's legit. Even though the Eagles are trash. Twenty attempts rushing, ninety-five yards and a touchdown. First game back from a hamstring injury. Uh, he also had three receptions for thirty-six yards. I mean, that guy—he's going to be a workhorse this whole season. I knew he was going to get twenty-plus carries in his first game back from a hamstring injury. Dude, beast mode. And oh my God, the blocking clips—I I, send some in the in a, a group message. Him, like, they get me so hyped whenever he just goes up for a big block and just, like, pancakes somebody. He is sick. Miles Sanders, you know what? That's like adding an offensive lineman and also adding a receiver and a running back whenever he comes back. So They, they should teach him how to pass block. He, that's, that's what he does. Well, obviously, he's not, he's not been doing too much of it. Uh, well, it's his first game back. <laughs> Okay, we'll see. We'll see how he can. How he I mean, can he did play a little bit better than the first game. <laughs> uh, okay, I, that's fair. That's fair. I, I, I like that. I like running backs to get involved in the blocking game. That's that'll yeah. be fun. Yeah, that'll, that'll be fun in in Philadelphia's five or six wins. Okay, we could be looking at one this week. So, <laughs> okay. Um. All right. Uh. We were right about Drew Locke. Yeah. Uh, absolutely. He stunk it up when he was playing against the Steelers. Uh, he was one for five for 20 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, obviously. Uh, he got hurt, got taken out of the game. He's out for a couple weeks. He only threw five passes? What the fuck? I know, I know. He played most of the first quarter, I'm pretty sure. Uh, they were running the ball, um, and now and uh, and uh, Jeff Driscoll came in. Portals. Well, well, I was going to get to that. Thank you for stealing my my thunder. Fuck off. Uh, Driscoll came into the game and uh, almost beat the Steelers. I mean, he played great against the Steelers' defense. For he did what he can do, uh, beat the spread in Pittsburgh. Fucked me over. Fucked over my DraftKings fucking account. What almost shows how bad Drew Locke is. Is? Yeah. Because, I mean, if Jeff- That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean... I, with, with... Yeah, you know, exactly. It, the, the Driscoll comes in and leads him down the field, three touchdowns, and uh, they're in the ballgame. Uh, and, as previously mentioned... They signed Blake Bortles. That's a sign. Drew Locke, it's over, man. I'm sorry. Sorry to say it. Maybe you can have a career as, as like a cover rapper. I, I might eat my words on this one, but Blake Bortles is a better quarterback than Drew Locke. That's easy, easily. Some people could disagree. I'm know. saying it now. Blake Bortles. Of course. The board, the board, the board. People, hey, people forget what Blake Bortles did. 
They should call him Blake Bodles. Because he's the boat. There you go. Best of all time. Uh, okay. Is that it for takeaways? Did you have any more? Uh, that's about it. Uh, yeah, I mean, that kind of wraps it up. You did a yeah. pretty good job right there. Uh, moving on to WVU. Sure. Sure. Uh, so I know that you didn't get to catch the game against Eastern Kentucky. Have you caught up? Did you watch highlights? Did you see what happened? I mean, you can watch highlights all you want, but it's against Eastern Kentucky. So, like, as much as you want to, like, get super hyped about, you know, the Big 12 season, it's kind of hard to do that whenever Eastern Kentucky is your only evidence of having a good team. Uh, I mean, Jared Dagey was connecting on his passes – as as well as he could. Yeah, there's holes on the offensive line that our running backs were just running through. Uh, the rush defense was really good. Uh, pass defense was kind of mediocre, but, I mean, we knew that kind of coming into it. Allowed 10 points, had a nice interception. Sorry. They had a nice interception. Uh, very acrobatic. Uh, the senior safety, he's really good. Uh, yeah. Fuck. I mean, there's not much to say for me. I was hoping that you would say that because that's pretty much what everybody has been saying. And I am contrarian on this one. Uh, I get it that it's Eastern Kentucky. It's the dog shit of the dog shit teams. Uh, But we, in the past, when we had worse teams, uh, sort of put up stinkers against these early season opponents and I think that uh what we did against Eastern Kentucky shows that we are much much better than we were last year first of all and even I mean seeing some things that could translate into great success I mean we you and I complained about the running game and the run the running game was ridiculous we had we had two running backs who went for 123 yards and two touchdowns. Letty Brown and Alex Sinkfield both had 123 yards and two touchdowns. Letty Brown uh, had it on 10 carries. That's 12 yards per carry. Uh, Sinkfield on 15, that's 8.7 yards per carry. Um, I think the run game is there. Uh, We were playing down eight guys, nine guys, what was it? Uh, We were missing Chase Barrett on the – offensive line we didn't have tj simmons in a receiver uh sam brown did his thing uh deggy was on fire he definitely was really good this game i mean that's that i mean as a quarterback when playing against these types of uh this type of competition you have to make sure to show up and hit the passes and what i saw was he was standing in the pocket and throwing the ball pretty well it was it was seamless the offense was running seamlessly completely perfect if it plays plays that whole way exactly what I said in the you know a couple weeks ago I mean this team if it can learn how to play together and the offensive line does hold up and they learn how to fucking block this could be a the year that you know they could win a big 12 title and especially because it's a weird year right Oh, absolutely. I mean, I mean, Baylor, COVID has basically already defeated Baylor. 
they still haven't played a single game. They have guys testing positive left and right. Um, I don't know. The, the Big 12 had an insanely shitty uh, first week. Uh, Texas Tech lost to Houston Baptist. Oklahoma looks good, though. Oklahoma looks good. Oklahoma looks good. But the rest of the Big 12, I mean, literally nobody looked good except for us in Oklahoma. Texas had a good game. But outside of that, we were the only squad that did anything. But then again, we did. I mean, we say we played we played against Eastern Kentucky, but our opponent this week, Oklahoma State, played against Tulsa. And they only beat them by a touchdown. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's exactly what I'm saying is that it, our performance means something. I really, I really, really think that. Uh, yeah, Tulsa, a terrible team. Uh, if we're going to hear get into the Oklahoma State little preview part, uh, Tulsa is an awful team. Uh, they, the highest that they have been picked to finish in the American is ninth out of 11 teams. Most people pick them to finish last in the American. That's pretty much the consensus pick on Tulsa is that they are the worst team in the American. Uh, they had 15 penalties for like 150 yards or something. They're back. They're uh, literally they, back. They were, uh, they were 0 of 11 on third down. I mean, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything. And Oklahoma State, who's supposedly, supposedly the second best team in the Big 12, maybe the best team in the Big 12. And the 15th ranked team. This AP rankings, by the way, before we get any further, this AP rankings shows how bullshit the AP rankings are. It's all fucking hype. Marshall? Tell me right now. Marshall's a <laughs> top 25 team. Tell me right now. Come on. They're starting, they're starting G-Dub's quarterback. They have they have a West Virginia high school quarterback. They have a triple-A West Virginia high school quarterback as their quarterback. Come on now. Dog. I mean, I could get the hype for someone like Oklahoma State. Chuba Hoover. Does Hoover's. I didn't know he was Canadian. But, but Oh, yeah. But Oh, yeah. Oh, hey. That hey, even makes up. it worse. You have a Canadian running back. <laughs> He's good though. Hey, he's good. I'm, I'm, he's a nice guy too. Yeah, he's he's a great guy. He's he's the only bright spot really on Oklahoma State's team this year. And even he didn't have a great game by his standards. He had one touchdown, the only Oklahoma State touchdown scored in the game, on uh, only 93 yards rushing. My favorite part is he re- he rushed for 27 times and averaged 3.4 yards per carry right exactly yeah that you really really could not do shit versus Tulsa right right and you're coming up against the Sills brothers Stills brothers (laughs) well he is coming up they are coming up against the Sills but well that's why I mixed it up (laughs) (laughs) too many Stills Sills and Bills on the team brother Bills uh I mean, even then, I mean, our line, our linebackers are really good at uh, rush defense. So, like, you're right. coming up against, like, the worst possible squad to follow a Tulsa barely win, I guess. Right. Well, well I was going to say that I, I – I, maybe this is obvious, but I think the key uh, to this game is in the, in the middle of the line. 
there was a stat that I saw that um, 18 of his – how many rushes? 20 I, – I had 21. It was How many? 27. 27. Okay, 18 of his 27 rushes were between the guard and the center. So, like, literally fucking – they just did – the ISO or whatever it's called, the entire they just ran at the Stills brothers the whole game. Exactly, and that's not and and, and that's not going to work. So I don't know where else they get offense. Oklahoma State uh, started or not started, but they played three quarterbacks uh, against Tulsa who combined. Guy, the starting guy went down. Okay, then they moved to the third string essentially. Right. Yeah, so they, they go all the way down to the third string, but th- between the three guys that played, 143 yards, one interception, and no touchdowns. They can't throw the ball, which is great for us. This is the perfect matchup. Yeah. For for WVU. Just yeah. Because our, our run, yeah, exactly. Our run defense. So if if Chuba can be shut down, not not shut down. You can't shut him down. Oh, right, right, right. No, I, I mean, even if I mean, if you hold him a, un, to under 110, 15 yards ish or something, that's a win against Chuba. Chuba, because, <laughs> because I, let's just run with that. I, I'm going to say Chuba. You know, we started out just saying Chuba as a joke, and now I can't get it out of my head. Uh, yeah, I mean, we hold him under. We don't let him make any big runs. They can't throw the ball. Um, Everything's playing into our hands. We're playing at we're playing at Oklahoma State with basically no fans. Well, fifteen thousand. Ooh, twelve thousand. I was going to say like same thing. I was going to say I don't know. Maybe the crowd noise will be a factor. Probably can't get really close to the field, so they can't bang those fucking things, and we won't get fucking annoyed. The whole time. <laughs> That's true. They can't. They're not they allowed to get bang. close. To do the things where they bang against the side of the, the fucking the reach around. You just see all those fans doing a classic reach around, like, on the bottom. And they're like, bang. none of that this game. None yeah. They're essentially the Vuvuzelas of college football. <laughs> That's true. Well, Mississippi State cowbells. Okay, those are worse. Yeah, more way. That is way more annoying. You can't, you can't really even hear the Oklahoma State paddles. It's annoying reach around on the TV. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think uh, there's a lot of – there were a lot of expectations for Oklahoma State this year, and after uh, the stinker that they put up against Tulsa, coming into this game, 3.30 on ABC, uh, prime time in the view of the entire country, uh, there's going to be a lot of pressure on them to perform. Uh, as opposed to us, we're just going to be playing free out there. I mean, it's a lot of young guys, a lot of guys coming back from uh, the suspension that are going to want to, you know, prove themselves after we kicked ass without them. Uh, I hope that we can just go out there and play as free as possible uh, and Oklahoma State starts to choke under the pressure. Yeah, I mean, you said it pretty well, to be honest. Yeah. Uh, I just hope – we just play well. Yeah. That's all you can ask for. Everything everything is looking up for us. We're not favored uh, in the game. We're big road dogs, eight and a half. Uh, move down to seven. Move down to seven, that's right. But still, underdogs, uh, all the stats are in our favor. Everything seems to be in our favor. 
And what that means is that we're probably going to lose in absolutely heartbreaking fashion. No, if, if everything's in our favor, but they're still favored to win, then we're going to win. Okay, I mean, that is, yeah, that is sort of how I'm trying to look at it, but, like, you know. I don't know. I guess we'll fucking see how good this team really is against the 15th, 15th ranked team in the country. Yeah, the 15th. Basically, this year's rankings are just, like, in quotation marks constantly. Right. Oh, I can't wait to see when the Big Ten comes back. I can't wait to see them put, like, Penn State at, like, number five when they haven't even played and we're halfway through the season. They're like, oh, mm, Penn State. Ohio State, number one team in the country? Maybe. Michigan is is – back nebraska is back they're they're all they all all are back (laughs) top top 10 for wisconsin penn state michigan ohio state nebraska big 10 suck best full effect don't forget iowa cracking in the top 25 too for some reason no i think it'll be well that's true yeah they'll i will be like 18 or 19 and then maybe minnesota that makes half the top 25 rankings the Big Ten. But they would do some shit like they that. They would do some shit. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I think Marshall is still ranked by that point. That doesn't <laughs> fucking matter. So, like, that's – Marshall's going to go undefeated in Nakusa this year, and, like, it's not going to fucking matter, like, because they're still ass. Like, convince me that Marshall's a top 25 team. Yeah, I, I feel bad for Marshall fans because the the – AP voters are just licking their chops, waiting for the Big Ten to come back, looking at Marshall and at, like, Cincinnati and all these teams that are in the – get them out of there as soon Wait, as – Wait, who did Marshall beat? They beat, like, number 20, number 23. It's just like replacing one trash team with another in the AP top 25 just to be nice. Well, they beat they beat Eastern Kentucky. Ooh, they beat – who was it last week, though? I don't know. I, or uh, – I forget we I knew people at the game uh I forget I don't know it doesn't that if you can't even remember an opponent <laughs> who was in the top 25 then exactly. your win doesn't fucking matter exactly I didn't even remember that win 20 years from now because that's the closest thing you'll ever get to like being top 25 fuck you Boise State it wasn't Boise State weren't they supposed to play I don't know I don't fucking know. Who, who gives a shit? Not a Marvel podcast. Yeah. <sighs> All right. <sighs> Deep breath. <laughs> <laughs> Next. <laughs> In and out. And getting us worked up here. And what is yeah that we keep our heart rates down. Stop talking about Marshall. Um, My little massager right here. What's the next order of business? What we got on the docket? We got some big NFL games this week, finally. Okay. Yes, we do. Uh, we have uh, Cowboys and Seahawks at Seahawks. Uh, Christian, what do you think about this game coming into it? I think this game is going to be absolutely explosive on offense, and it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Uh, you – basically have two passing defenses that have stunk it up the last two games. Uh, and you have two quarterbacks who have gone absolutely insane the last two games. And that's gasoline meeting fire and making an explosion. I love it. Um, that is like daddy Yankee 
on max volume. Right. Yeah. For uh, non sports guys. Only other only other note I have on that is uh Seahawks defense, the the passing game the, the passing defense has gotten sort of torn up. Uh they gave up almost four hundred yards to Cam Newton. Matt Ryan threw for four fifty on them. Uh but the running defense has been uh holding its own under 3.5 yards per carry uh, in both games for opposing running backs, uh, but they're still getting shredded uh, through the air. So um, I don't know. Uh, I like the Seahawks, but certainly if, if, if Zeke could eat on that defense, I don't know what else they're going to do. I think, I think this is an interesting one because a lot of people have the Cowboys covering the spread for some fucking reason. Uh, the Seahawks are favored by four and a half. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of experts, in quotation marks, are saying Cowboys. Um, I think this is due to the fact that 20-0 and comeback win last week, which was somewhat electric. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I, th- I think the Seahawks were a little bit rough last week. Yeah, certainly. Sure. There is a reason why I called Russell Wilson the MVP of the season. And MVPs don't lose MVP-type games. This is an MVP-type game. You got to follow back with a uh, – after a week, weaker week, I guess we could call it. He's not going to be the MVP if he doesn't win important games like this. This is a type of game that we'll look back and be like, damn, he beat the Cowboys after, you know. They're, like, streaking, I guess. So this is one of his most important games of the season. I have Seahawks winning this and the spread. I do, too. Uh, I do, too. I don't know if they'll crush the spread. I could see why people would take the Cowboys on the spread in theory. But four and a half. The cover last week. I, what? It's because the Se- Seahawks didn't cover last week. Seahawks did cover last week. The five, it was a five-point spread that people uh, bet on, and it was four. Pretty sure. Other way around. It was it – was, because uh, I bet on it. It was four and a half, and uh, they won by five. Oh, uh, so the people that bet on the five spread. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. I was trying to think of something people were talking about. Why? So that's why they had the Cowboys because – Right. Um. I don't see that happening, uh, Cowboys covering. I, I see it being a good game, definitely, with a lot of offensive fireworks. Uh, I got Seahawks 34-28. I think that's a good, I think that's a good score. The, I, think, uh, the, I don't have a score on this, but I have Seahawks. I would give you a score, but I just can't. Yeah. Uh, the The over-under is set pretty high. I think it's like. 58 or something like that. I don't know if I take this one. I think uh, it's going to be a little bit more uh, slow-paced. Surprising. I think uh, both teams are going to try and slow it down to counteract the uh, powerful offense. I guess. That's, a good, that's a good point. I could, Yeah, I could definitely – I could see the Cowboys trying to get Zeke through that run defense and uh, – and then opening it up over the top. I think I'd take the under in this for some reason. Yeah. I, 58 sounds high. Uh, don't 
quote me on that. I think I saw that because that's what I based my – like a game that would be 58 with uh, two of the league's worst passing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and two good quarterbacks. It makes sense. And, and that's sort of what I base my score prediction around. Uh, good receivers on both sides too. TK, oh, yeah. Tyler Lockett. If you have any of these guys in fantasy, I'd take them. Anybody. Yeah. All of them. I wish I did. Hey, I do have Chris Carson. I would take all three of the Cowboys receivers, both of the Seahawks receivers, uh, both of the running backs for both teams, and both of the quarterbacks for both teams. Not enough slots for that. Exactly. I'd take, <laughs> I'd take yeah, I'd take both running backs and then try to – Close to enough slots besides the quarterbacks and stuff. Yeah. Um, so we both got Seahawks. Yep. Uh I think the more interesting game of this week, though, Rams at the Bills. This is this one's going to be fun. I think very, very fun. This is very juicy. Uh, I love this one. What what's, uh, what do you got to say about this? I'll let you go first. So Josh Allen, in my opinion, has been what well, arguably he has been the best uh, quarterback in the league, or one of them this whole season. Uh, he has. He leads the league in passing yards, yeah. and he's third in passer passer rating. Uh, also, one of those things uh, we we thought Diggs going there that you know it would be a slower transition to, to both of them you know playing well. That's the farthest thing from happen uh, that's happened. Diggs is eight for thirteen on targets, hundred fifty three yards and a touchdown the last game. But I think we need to remember that the Bills haven't played anybody. Of note, really. I mean, they played the Jets last week, and the week before they played Miami. I mean, they look good against both of those teams, but, I mean, it's the Dolphins and the Jets. Uh, You know, you have the other side. The Rams have beaten the Cowboys. Uh, They beat the Eagles, which they're not the worst team, but they're not good. But they still beat the Cowboys, who's a really good team. You know, guys like Robert Woods are going off. I don't know. It's it's tough. It's tough. And the line is set at two, which goes to show you uh, how evenly matched this thing is. Um, I'd like to point out um, not just Josh Allen, but uh, the Bills offense is by far better than the Rams in every single category. Uh in in uh in this matchup except for uh the running game uh but the problem with that is that the rams running defense has not been great uh they're 20th in yards allowed they've been letting guys uh get going and the bills don't have a bad running back devin singletary could get it going. And I think that's the thing to look out for in this game because if Singletary can get going in the run game, then it's it's but over. They have like Zach Moss, Devin Singletary. Are either of those guys actually going to get it going? I think it's Singletary. They could. They could both go off for like 50-plus yards. Yeah, no, I mean, Singletary hasn't been doing incredible, but, uh, you know, can get it done. He, he showed last year he can do some. fact about that, too the uh, Rams defense. We talk about how good the Rams defense is. The Rams also, despite having a really bad rushing defense, they have the the third worst in the league at uh, pass uh, – what is it? Pass rush win rate. 
So I don't know exactly what that stat means, but the Bills are number one in the NFL in that stat. Okay. Uh, I think on the other side of that ball, we have, you know, a Rams team that's passing uh, a lot so far this season. Number one in pass rush defense in the NFL, I think that could be a really tough matchup. Well, there you go. I mean, that's why this is this is why it's a fucking game to watch. Well, it's a game to watch, maybe because I think the Bills are going to murder the Rams. Whoa. Okay. Whoa. I. I mean, I, I don't know if I. I don't know about murder, but I. I certainly lean that way. I like the Bills in this game. Um, hey, what's the X factor? Uh, the X factor is Sean McVay. Oh, surprising. Okay. You 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 probably thought I was going somewhere else with that. Sean McVay is actually five and zero since he got hired on one pm one pm games on the East Coast since uh, yeah since he became head coach and he's out scored their opponents one eighty five to eighty nine. Okay. Games. Okay. Uh, cool. But how many times has he had to go to the East Coast back to back? How is he on the second end? Ooh. Philadelphia, L.A., back to the East, back to Buffalo. I mean, come on. I don't so know. We're both talking about kind of the same thing. I, I mean, so we both agree that that's the X factor, but which way? <laughs> what way is the oh, – fuck, we should have thought about this. What yeah. way is the X factor going? How many times we, – we got to find out how many times Sean McVay has – had to go to the East Coast again. And what do they count as the East Coast? Because maybe – I think that's such a weird stat, which is why I'm going with the Bills. Yeah. Because it's – it's Because I agree with your X factor. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, that's, that's tough travel. That is tough travel. Um, it's not so... taken into consideration enough. And, uh, yeah. And I did, and 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 I did check the Rams Instagram to make sure they weren't doing the old 49ers staying at the Greenbrier. Uh, they have gone back to Los Angeles. They are practicing in California uh, as of uh, today. So I think it's colder in Buffalo right now than it is in LA. Right. Well, LA is on fire. So definitely. Damn. So this is just not looking up for the Rams. Not at all. No. Not yeah, at all. So I'm taking. I'm smashing Bills. Two and a half. And I think uh, – what's the over in this? Do you know the over? 42 and a half. 32 and a half? 42 and a half. I could see that going over. I like the over. Yeah, low 40s. I, I Low 40s over-unders. I love the over. They've been hitting recently when I've been noticing. Yeah, we, we, we do those. Yep. We do those. Absolutely. So, Bills. That's, so, Bills and Bills. We both agreed on both of our games this week. Agreement. Absolutely. Seahawks. Bills. Yeah, I think we're going to agree a little bit more this episode. Uh, we have some bets coming up uh, also this weekend. Uh, Christian, what's a, one of the bets you got? Okay, so the reason – so we, we, we are aware uh, that, that there are better games this weekend than Cowboys Seahawks and Bills Rams. Uh, but uh, we wanted to wait uh, because some of the better games are involved in some of our – Bets of the week. Oh, it doesn't like mine. Uh, maybe I can change his mind a little bit. Uh, 
my first one, I'll go ahead and start it off. Uh, I got Packers plus three and a half against the Saints. Noah, have you? Changed? I'm gonna need some more explanation on this because I'm not sold on this one. Have you? Have you? Okay, so you, so you haven't you haven't been sold yet. Um, Packers offense is right now might could be the best in the league overall. Uh, yeah, arguably, arguably, arguably uh, the best best offense in the league. They're first in total yards. They're first in rushing yards, and they're first in points scored. I, they haven't played the best teams. I get it. The Vikings statistically are unarguably sort of the worst defense uh, in the in the league so far. Um, Aaron Rodgers. We talked about Russell Wilson going MVP. Russ. I'm not saying Aaron Rodgers is going MVP. Aaron Rodgers, uh, but he's fourth in your in passing yards. He has 604. Uh, and six touchdowns, no interceptions through his first two games. That's a damn near perfect uh, start to a season through the first two games. Uh, he's the first – ranked first in adjusted QBR. I don't know what that is, but, like it that sounds, but, it sounds, but it sounds like it makes more sense than uh, – like QBR, but it's adjusted. Right, it's adjusted QBR. Well, it's like they have like the – there's like passer rating and then there's QBR. Quarterback rating. Right, which is adjusted – passer rating so qbr is adjusted adjusted passer rating it's the elite yeah it's the elite quarterbacks i mean and you can't argue i mean obviously you can't argue you with think that double adjusted you know they fix all the problems <laughs> yeah exactly it's the 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 algorithm they got an algorithm for the algorithm on that one um i think drew Brees in the monday night game uh He's <laughs> he's uh he might be losing the arm a little bit. A lot of people have been talking. Oh my god! Don't I, no. Listen, 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 listen. I'm shocked at I'm shocked at a lot of the Drew Brees hate, and I'm not here to hate on Drew Brees. I think he's going to be fine. All I'm saying is there's question marks with Drew Brees right now. There aren't any with Aaron Rodgers, frankly. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to cut through the Saints defense, which is better than the Packers, admittedly, a little bit. Um, but not just in the passing game. Uh, Aaron Jones is back to midseason fantasy last year, Aaron Jones. Uh, he is averaging, through the first two games, 117 rushing yards per game. He's the only running back right now, except for Derrick Henry, that's averaging over 100 yards uh, per game through the first two games. Uh, he, that's more than Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry is averaging exactly 100. Not only that, he's doing it in the air, too. <laughs> he's doing it in the air, too. Yeah, he has like three receiving touchdowns. It's insane. Uh, two, two, maybe. Um, uh, Drew Brees, he's really missing – Michael Thomas, that was another thing I wanted to get to. I think that was very obvious in the Monday night game. I think he's hurting without Michael Thomas. Uh, Devontae, who, who, by the way, is probably not going to play from what I understand. Devontae Adams, also questionable, but it looks like he has more of a chance of playing uh, than Michael Thomas does. Even if Devontae Adams doesn't play, Packers looked seamless they they were completely fine when he left the game against the lions valdez scantling was making some incredible catches and some incredible routes 
Uh, Lazard is good. And then, of course, they've got Aaron Jones in the passing game as well. Uh, and people forget Packers last year 4-0 without Devontae Adams. Uh, I think we might have we tried to get the take started that uh, Packers are better without Devontae Adams. And for my bet of the week this week, or one of my bets of the week this week, I'm just going to go with that. Uh, so Packers plus three and a half. They're underdogs. Even if they don't win, fuck if they don't cover. I mean, Jesus, come on. It's going to be a great game. It's going to come down to the water. I think I'd say this, but I'm actually – this is the only one I didn't think I was going to agree on you with. And then I think I'm sold a little bit because Michael Thomas isn't playing. And, like, I don't really think about how bad that team was last week, the Saints. And if the Saints – if their defense – if their defense shows up, then they're going to win. But that's, like, the biggest if in the world right now. Saints were the defense I drafted. I mean, they're supposed to be a decent defense. They're not supposed to be that bad. I mean, they're, they're, no, they're they're supposed to be very good, better than the Packers' defense, certainly. Yeah, and they just didn't show up last week. And I'm kind of – I think they could show up this week. Uh, I This isn't a game I'm personally – I personally would throw my word of bet for, you know what I'm saying? This isn't one I might – but you've changed my mind from – picking the Saints and potentially betting on it to not betting on it at all. Okay. Well, I mean, the the reason that I added this one to the bet of the week list is it, it, it was that gut reaction that we sort of talked about with Max last week where I saw the line. I, I, I saw that the Saints and the Packers were playing. I didn't know the line. I looked it up, fully expecting the Packers to be favored, and they were not. So, boom, take the Packers. It'd be like that sometimes. Absolutely. Packers, three and a half. Take it. Noah, what's your bet? Uh, something that shouldn't surprise anybody. Chargers versus the Panthers. Uh, Chargers are six and a half favorites versus the Panthers. Uh, Herbert last week, you know, subbed in at the start of the game, basically. I mean, five minutes before the game is basically a sub. Uh, Tyrod Taylor's doctor punctured a, Jesus his fucking lung, which is crazy. Uh, but Herbert played excellent in this game. First, career, imagine going into the game and not knowing you're even going to fucking play and starting the game and then playing as well as he did. He was able to scramble. He was able to throw some difficult passes. He looked really good. Uh, they they still lost, but like he looked good. Carolina has no Christian McCaffrey this week. Chargers have one of the best pass defenses in the whole league. They had, I mean, they, Casey Hayward, Chris Harris, Desmond King. I mean, that's the best cornerback pairing in the whole league. Like you cannot argue that fact. All three of those guys are could be Pro Bowlers. Uh, I just think they're just going to shut down the pat, whatever Panthers try to do. Uh, I mean, it's, they have, you know, they have their guys that can catch a ball, but it's Teddy Bridgewater really going to, you know, outthrow this Chargers defense. And I think the Chargers could put up some heavy points on this team if either Herbert or Taylor plays. It doesn't matter what quarterback they play. I think here is like – 100%. Take it to the bank. Chargers six and a half. 
Okay. Uh, I I think I'm in full agreement with that, that I, I like it. Yeah. I mean, that's – Panthers are some ass. They are some ass. And then losing potentially the best player to have and the worst player to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Go fuck yourself, Panthers. I mean, they, they couldn't They couldn't win with him. Yeah, yeah. And now you have to play without him. So, good luck. Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, bless his heart. I, I, I like the He's guy. He's not even that bad. You know what? I don't even think the receivers are that bad. But it's coming against the defense that is just like, I mean, come on. I mean, you, you also have Joey Bosa rushing in on Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater, the only healthy Bosa brother left. Um I mean, he's a fucking god, too, when it comes to, like, just – I mean, he's just sweet in general, confirmed sweet. So. I, in, no, in Carolina, I do think it's Teddy Bridgewater, though, because those receivers are good. He, they are pretty good. He looks like a high school quarterback that's been put – We can give him time. We can give Bridgewater time. I like the guy. Oh, absolutely. But – He just doesn't – he just – it doesn't look like he hard can – Hard big, to convince me. Yeah. Um, been watching Hard Knocks, by the way, with the Chargers. Uh, so I'm I'm all on board with the Chargers. There's some cool guys. Cool guys on the Chargers. Cool guys. Great unis. Yeah. Uh, I like uh, I like Chargers minus six. Uh, next bet of the week. This one's going to be controversial. You're gonna. I don't think you're going to like this one. But uh, I wanted to go with a nice money line this week. I last week. Yeah, I know. I know. Last week, you know, I was only picking uh what is it? What's the opposite of an underdog? The the favorites? Favorite. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was <laughs> whatever. I was, I was only picking favorites. I was trying to think of like a what's the fun little term like underdog, overdog or something. Uh, so <laughs> I wanted to switch it up. I I I I wanted to switch it up this week uh and get a nice mix in. The Monday night game, the game of the week, without question. Uh, maybe the two best teams in the NFL. Certainly, I think the two best teams in the AFC. Uh, Chiefs-Ravens. Uh, Ravens are two or three-and-a-half-point favorites. But I'm taking the Chiefs' money line, and here's the reason. This is the only time this year, probably, that you are going to get uh, uh, a plus on the Chiefs' money line. It's plus like, you know, 180 or something like that, which makes it a good bet. And you're crazy if you're telling me that the Chiefs don't have a chance to win this game, even maybe 50-50. I, I agree that the Ravens should be favorites in this Ravens one. Ravens are good, but they're not that good. I, I mean, I think, I think the Ravens are pretty fucking good. Do not get me wrong. But the Chiefs are the only team going up against the Ravens where I'm like, equally pretty fucking good. Patrick Mahomes can do whatever he wants. Uh, he is Patrick Mahomes. I don't, know, I don't know how to explain this one other than that. It's the defending Super Bowl. I, mean, I, I don't It's the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs. And if you if you put a dollar in, you get two eighty six back. I mean, come on, you know. I'm putting five on that. Hoe. Oh no, absolutely. I mean, you put more than that, but that's that's the explainer. That's how I'm explaining this bet to people. Because usually, Ravens are that big of favorites. It's 
I mean, they're like the 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 Chiefs money line is like plus one eighty six or something. Damn. So whatever you want to put on the Chiefs, I like the Chiefs money line. If you're not ready to say that the Chiefs are going to win, bet the Chiefs plus three and a half or whatever it is. I think that's also a good bet. But the best bet for your money, I think, Chiefs money line, uh, take it. Noah? I, I'm going to go with a different bet. Not a different bet. Uh, one of my the three one I, I picked, just because I think we're really going to agree on the last one. Uh, the second one you're going to like as well. I'm going Steelers uh, minus four versus Texans in Pittsburgh. Uh, Texans, I'm sorry, the road isn't getting any easier. I mean, I know you've had to play the Chiefs. I know you've had to play the Ravens. You're now coming against a tough defense in both of those teams. The Steelers are good. Big Ben is back. The wide receivers are hidden. The running backs are doing okay. They're okay. Uh, yeah. They're okay. But Just, that's not going to really matter in this one. I mean, I think this is going to be a, a rough game. And it's almost like this Hopkins trade is not fucking paying off. And who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> it's hmm. you traded a guy that you traded a, a franchise player. You traded a franchise player for someone who's sharing touches with Duke Johnson. <laughs> David and Duke. We got David Duke over in the racist, Yeah, That's they, what that racist-ass owner did. He wanted David Duke running the ball. It's bullshit. It's yeah. bullshit. Texans are ass. Fire the owner. Fire the coach. Trade Deshaun Watson. No. Get, no, get everybody out of Houston except Deshaun. Shut it down. That's enough, JJ. You're done. You're done. <laughs> Maybe, yeah, just, tr- yeah, trade JJ Watts just so he shuts the fuck up. <laughs> Steelers are our favorites in this game. Slightly, it shouldn't be more like the Colts spread this week. Colts are favored by 10. I think Steelers should be favored by 15. I think it's going to be a absolute master class. As much as I hate the Steelers, too. I do not like the Steelers and me saying this. Texans fucking suck. It could end up being one of the – their Jets level of suck, in my opinion. Did, well, do the Texans suck, or did they just play the two best teams in the NFL week one and two? The Texans suck. I mean, I, I don't know. All I, those games are good wins for that team. For They're not good losses. No, because it, good losses was whenever you're playing against a good team – you play pretty well, and you still lose. That's a good loss. That's true. You don't fucking play well against these teams. It's it's different if, you know, you a couple mistakes happen and you lose the game. No, you fucking suck in all of those games. Like, it's not even close. You're just done so. You're done so. That's got to be – I mean, the I realized this when I was doing, like, the pregame stuff. Uh, that's got to be the shittiest draw in the history of the NFL. The first three weeks – yeah, it's pretty bad. Who they got next week? I don't. I hope they get the Jets or something. I feel bad for them. I don't feel bad for anybody that trades away DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> Fucking idiots. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. It just smash that minus four, please, for me. Okay, minus four. I I like that. I 
fairly, you know, I don't know. It's Deshaun Watson. And, and, you know, you're trying to mix it up and go with teams that aren't favorites. Bets of the week for me, hey, if they ain't favorites, I ain't betting. I ain't betting. No, normally, normally I completely agree with you. I almost only, I almost exclusively bet uh, uh, the favorites, but I don't know. I, the, my only drawback with this is Driscoll did that last week and covered. So now it's Deshaun Watson. Maybe there's a cover there, but uh, the two weeks don't equal out. I don't know. I don't know. I Steelers definitely. Yeah, I'd say take it, but I like the I like your Chargers bet more. How about that? Okay, we we can go. I I I knew it wasn't going to be as good as the last one, so yeah. I'll let you uh, take the reins on this last one. Okay, is the last one? Are we on the same page? Is it? Do we both have the same one? We could be. Okay. Okay. Let's say it. Let's both say it at once on three. Cardinal or one, two, three. Cardinals <laughs> five and a half. Exactly. Cardinals five and a half. Who was I to doubt the Arizona Cardinals? I feel bad. They're fucking rolling two and zero oh against the spread, and they're just gonna keep on trucking. They're my team. They're my team. At home, at home against the Lions, uh, who are doo doo. They are. Well, I mean, to be fair, I think the Lions aren't bad, but they're plagued by injuries. I think that's one of the teams, you know, they they don't have their best cornerback. They don't have their best defensive lineman. Uh, They don't have one of the best wide receivers in football right now, which I think he'll be back. Galladay's going to play. Yeah, Galladay's going to play. What just happened to the Zoom? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I went. You're still here on my screen. Don't worry. Uh, about oh, I'm back. <laughs> okay. Uh, Gall- Galladay should be back. Um, it's just it's just crazy to me. Like you have to guard DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, you shut him down. Now you got to worry about Kenyon Drake. Oh, you shut him down. Now you got to worry about Larry Fitz. Oh, you shut him down. Now you got to worry about Christian Kirk. You shut him down. Once you shut all those guys, you have to shut down one of the most electric guys in the game, and it's tight end Dan Arnold. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Larry Fitzgerald. <laughs> uh, nah, but you, you've heard me talk enough about, like, Kyler Murray. I, I think he's going to have one of the best seasons this year in the NFL. Uh, I mean, I don't see how it could be any other way this week. Yep. Honestly, I think this is a for sure bet, like without a doubt. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, especially, I think it's a four o'clock game. I'm pretty sure it's a four o'clock game. Vegas isn't paying attention to those four o'clock games. Got, Vegas isn't calling in. Vegas isn't going to screw over everybody's bet because they all pick the Cardinals. This is one that everybody might bet, but I don't think Vegas is calling the help. Um, yeah, so the the overs also at fifty five and a half. I'm taking that hundred uh, percent. Yeah, I'm taking the spread at they, Vegas likes fives in this game. I'm taking the spread at five and a half too. So nice guys bet of the week. Easily, easily. Uh, nice guys bet of the week is one zero, and I, I I don't expect it to go one and one. So absolutely, absolutely, I love it.
All five, right. Five unit play. Is that uh, – does that about do it? Yeah, it does it. Anything else you want to add? Maybe maybe any any fun fun facts? Anything That's, nice? You can keep this cat as <laughs> show that, yeah. The cat we always hear her. But we never see her. There you go. She's asleep, kinda. She's watching me. That's kinda weird. Better for the listeners. Give her a pet. There you go. That's nice. <laughs> uh Fun fact I wanted to add uh, right before we go. Deshaun Watson has only lost by more than 14 points twice in his career. Did you know that? I didn't know that. Both times to the same team, as happened last week, Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson, specifically. But see, I don't like stats like that because that's like cherry-picking. Nobody come, nobody gets a schedule in their career, you know? Yeah. Uh, having to go against the Chiefs, the Ravens, then the Steelers. I mean, that's not a recipe for success. So, I don't necessarily like that stat this week. So that was, No, that, that didn't apply to the bet. I just wanted to say that because I thought it was interesting. Hey, we pick, and, we pick and choose. We pick and choose. All right. Well, sounds good. Have fun betting this weekend, everybody. Hit us up. Uh, maybe send us, send us your cards. Maybe we'll we'll pick out some good uh, some good cards that we want to send out to everybody. Bets that we yeah. like. Send us your send us a screenshot. Yeah, absolutely. Screenshot. Nick, send us the most in, fucking insane thing you've bet this week. <laughs> Nick, send us your twelve uh, team parlays. When I said don't bet twelve team parlays, <laughs> gets in the gets in the betting. I think I'm gonna bet on every single NFL game this week. Woo. Yeah. All right. Well. For Noah, I'm Christian, blah, blah, blah. Goodbye. Have a nice. See you later. Bye.